Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's a moratorium show. Welcome to Richie Firth Travel Hacker. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel internationally. Christopher, it's good to see you. How are you, my friend? I, I'm excellent, mate. Um, I'm really happy to be here. I think sometimes moratoriums have been called off the back of an, like, we once had to call a moratorium after you and I sank in the River Lee, for, for example. <laughs> it's got a very different feeling um, tonight, hasn't it? But, but, but you, you and I, regardless of some of the minor bits that might get picked up over the, the course of this conversation, started in one country, made it back to that same country the next day, and lots happened in between. Good, lots of exciting things. If you have randomly appeared on this particular episode of Richie Firth Travel Hacker, this is the moratorium for our international travel hack uh, as we tried to visit as many countries in one day as we could. That total turned out to be six. Nobody else has done that. This is a triumph and we're here to discuss it. I'm not anticipating this is going to be a very long uh, moratorium because it was a triumph. Who in the their right mind uh, would have a problem with what we'd been doing uh, but i am happy uh, to take the tweets uh, and your emails travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com uh, to laud us with praise so uh, chris before we go on just a, a recap for everything we achieved sure okay so we started uh, our adventure in london uh, and in episode one we traveled to lille mm-hmm. uh, we traveled 187 miles on uh, that day or that that episode mostly by eurostar mostly by by eurostar and uh, the the conclusion of this episode was a low point i think for us when we realized we'd accidentally crossed the border into belgium and not <laughs> done what we needed to do yeah which kind of ruined the first half of the series really yeah um, for me it really ruined it because of what you ate which i think had it and we'll, again we'll come on to this in a little while let's move on to the summary before we get into the meat of this um so episode two we did only 130 miles Mm -hmm. we got to the netherlands where to quote you in a later episode we witnessed people on their way to buy their bong cakes (laughs) um (laughs) we did see that 
They're mad for bong over there. Uh, they're, they're, they're mad for it. I mean, it was it was a remarkable queue of cyclists looking really happy. Um, <laughs> uh, episode three. This was the end of day one. We did two hundred eventful miles on this one. Mm. Uh, we we tickled shit. We and, did tickle shit, and uh, it was yeah. You know, we we reached you know our our pointless city in germany that we shouldn't have agreed to go to um <laughs> we, we probably should come on to that uh, in this moratorium because yes. i don't feel like we we ever really got to the bottom uh with what, our what with our Earth, friends we went all the way to bavaria it was it was frankfurt episode four we woke up in germany slightly hungover had a little discussion about the night before uh traveled an, another 130 odd miles <laughs> and <laughs> Never left Germany. Never left Germany. I will <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> Episode five. For me, just a wonderful highlight. Um, just, I think then it got a bit manic, but we did some amazing things in episode five. I think we saw countries in in an intro, in a way that most people haven't seen countries. I'd like to go back to Luxembourg. I like yes. Luxembourg. That fast food lunch we had, one of my highlights of the year, I've got to yeah. say. And how hot it was. But anyway, yeah. that's by the by. And uh, finally, the final leg, we did 266 miles. I mean, I listening back to it, I mean, we we were mad by then. <laughs> we were, but, weren't we? <laughs> uh, we, we, we were like, gen- it was, it's a genuinely unhinged episode. 20% of it is you and me singing. And... But we landed home safely. Yeah. And we should cele- We should celebrate that fact. We should celebrate that moment right now with our podcasters, with our patriots. Let's do this. Uh, Megan commented, and I, I got this, com- this was a, uh, posted via Patreon off the back of episode one. Oh right, yeah, okay, right at the beginning. And bear in mind, bear in mind, it was the it was the patriots who really funded this. Yeah, you know, look, the freeloaders who just listened to regular podcasts did nothing. The patriots, thank you. And of course, it, the the more people donate to us via Patreon, the more the we can do more stuff like this again. The next journey is going to be absolutely, absolutely. Bring it on from Megan. Megan's comment: Wow, this was almost traumatic to listen to. In what way? Episode one was just the the Eurostar to Lille and trying to exit the multi-story no, car and park. And then there, there is, li- I, I can remember the point on Google Maps in that car park. <laughs> which you, were, for some reason, there was a weird vibe already because you were calling out a car park, <laughs> and and like no one calls out car parks, <laughs> and but you did. There's a train going past, and um, and then it turned out that we weren't in the country we thought we were in and we hadn't yeah. done what we needed to do in France. Yeah. It was it was bad. Yeah, Megan's was. right. I was traumatised by it. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. Trauma was not the goal. Okay. But of course, things did get better. Hmm. Uh, Craig writes in now, reflecting on something that happened closer to, well, constantly, but, but became a point of focus towards the end of the trip. Would Richie like to take the opportunity to publicly apologise to both the listeners and, most importantly, producer Chris, for spending most of the trip belching like a warthog. (laughs) Um, At university, my nickname was indeed Pumbaa. Oh, my God. um, I don't want to think about what you were like at uni. The warthog um, from The Lion King, uh, who who was known for his wind. Um... 
do I want to apologise? Do I want to take this opportunity to apologise? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so because I think what people they they rush to they rush to scold, but what they don't think about is what it's like to drive a Renault Twingo no. across Europe. Nope. With no. <laughs> nope. You. Absolutely, understandably, after that woeful croc monsieur you had at the start. <laughs> it was awful. I I've cannot... never had a worse croc monsieur. I would never blame you for having bad guts. Christ, Richie, I've been in a car myself sometimes. <laughs> the big issue for me and the audience here mm -hmm. is not, I think, that you burped and farted your way through that journey. It's that you lent into the microphone to do it. You, you amplified your belches into my ears. I, that's, I, that's the problem. I do not remember consciously leaning into a microphone to belch. What you have to remember is I am in a car on an autobahn. I've got a little lapel mic right underneath me. and I'm shifting around in that car seat. It might appear to the ear that I've lent in, but I've, I'd never consciously do that. I mean, one, you didn't have a lapel mic. There was I? a handheld mic that I was holding towards you that you Isn't could lean into. <laughs> and two, thanks, Rich, I accept your apology. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you remember things differently? Mm. Yes. I mean, like, literally, you've just made up a microphone that we didn't have. We did have, well, we did have a lapel mic, but it was we shit and we abandoned it early on. <laughs> One that I'd bought especially for the trip. And then I listened back to the footage from from King's Cross. I was like, this is unusable. So, so hang on. The, the the microphone that we bought with our Patriots money was shit. Yep. <laughs> Keep them coming. Where's the praise? Oh, yeah. So so here, here is an, an email that's led by Mark, but uh, I, Lynn chips into the email. I've sort of moved things around. So Mark... Right. Greetings. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. So, no, no, no. Not yet. How does somebody else chip into someone else's email? Uh, okay. They, there is a common... They both pick up on a point. So Mark and Lynn don't know each other? Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. But, but I thought it was worth bringing their points up together. L l Carry let's on. see. Let's see. But, but Lynn and Mark, I think if you're both up for it, we can do an introduction. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> a travel like a wedding. Oh my god, I'd love that. You could be the uh not the celebrant. pastor, the you could be the celebrant. Yes. That would be fantastic. You could be the ring bearer. <laughs> Why? Why do you laugh when you say I ring don't bearer? know. It's been a long day and the, the word ring at times is funny. Um Mark and uh, Lynn. Right, so we're starting with Mark. Greetings. Thanks for another enjoyable series. Not enough of Chris winding up Richie, as justified at the start of episode six. <laughs> but lots of fun nonetheless. We'll, like, we'll get through this praise as quickly as we can. Uh, particularly enjoyed, and this is really interesting, trying to Google map along live whilst listening. Oh, I love this. A lot of people have said they did. And that oh, I is love that. really heartening. So excellent. Um, he says, I'm not sure you'll have a moratorium. But here are some thoughts mostly limited to episode five remind me that not. is he says that but that's not the case that is the long one through germany no no that was uh lichten uh, no, not this, this was the multi-country this was the yeah. this was the, my favorite day luxembourg yeah uh, well, number one a suggestion some tweaks were needed for the rules 
one would presume that it would be a natural requirement to eat something from the particular country to qualify as eating in that country. Jelly Babies at various points in a three-border bridge <laughs> was tenuous, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and just before we pick up, this, this is where Lynn joins in. Lynn, who describes herself as a freeloader. You should have had a meal in each country. The folk on the bus into Edinburgh this morning were wondering what was making me chuckle, and it was Jelly Babies at the Three Countries Stone. <laughs> now, personally, Rich, as much as I'm so happy that you set foot in six countries in a day... I think they've got a fair point. I think we, well, particularly when it came back to going into Eisden as well, I think I think we fudged it. Okay. Um, first of all, the three countries stone that we that we visited, I can vividly remember quite how remote that location was it was traumatizing driving that hire car down those those windy hairpin bends to get to that place and when you got there there's nothing there just a farm and some bloke that wanted to chat and one interested <laughs> in talking to him um there was nothing there it was so remote that we could have a was like by the side of the river wondered where you were going with that sentence but sure <laughs> but the point that i'm making is to to enjoy the uniqueness of being stood in three countries at once, and that's what that stone brought about, it's not as if there was a kiosk for Belgium and for Luxembourg uh, and for Germany. You, couldn't, right. you, you physically couldn't do it. So um, that was impossible. It wasn't a fudge. Uh, it was a feat to actually find that place. Secondly, let's run with it for a second. Imagine that there was a meal actually bought from each of those different countries. I've already had to field these complaints about people um, not taking kindly to the, the belching into the microphone and the lapel mic and all that kind of thing. Just imagine how much worse that would have been if, I, if I'd eaten some horrible European meal from some each of these different... European meal, Richie. <laughs> from each of these countries. By some European man who doesn't look like you. Different structure. Yeah, different bone structure with a yeah. tight face. I so, mean, okay, be careful look, what you wish for, is my friends. That's what I like to say to you. Okay, look, that you, you you have answered. Now, point two is a problem. This is back to Mark. I will happily stand corrected, he says, but I'm pretty sure that the radio station you listened to in Belgium or in Luxembourg in episode five was, in fact, a German radio station. Well, how does he know that? He wasn't in the car. It came up on the dashboard. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't check which country each radio station was, uh, you know, located in. Well, if you're in a country, the radio station is of that country. You can't have, you can't have radio stations coming in from other countries. Well, do you think you magically cross a border and the airwaves stop working? Yeah, they've got, like, blockers and all sorts. They've got blockers yeah. in that remote ditch on that tri-border <laughs> there is some you, they don't even have a food kiosk yet you think they've got blockers <laughs> if the eu suddenly <laughs> fell they would need to have provisions there's no borders mate <laughs> i mean that is, that is look, look rich if it turns out yeah that mark is right yeah and we didn't listen to a corresponding radio station from each country yeah in that country does that delegitimize what we did 
by the rules that we ourselves made, mm. yes. But being that we made the rules ourselves, I think we are the authority that is able to bend and stretch those rules uh, in the spirit of hacking. Uh, a lot has been talked about recently in sport about the spirit of cricket mm. uh, and the way an England versus India uh, cricket match ended. Uh, and I think this is what we're talking about here. We're talking about the spirit of hacking. We right. weren't trying to deceive anybody. Our linguistic skills failed us. We thought we were listening to a radio station of the correct country. One person is saying that we're not. Let's not let that get in the way of what we achieved. So would you say that we kind of broke the rules in a specific and limited way? I would say that it is not yet proven that we did break the rules. Mm -hmm. But if we did break the rules, we weren't aware that we were at that time. Uh, and it has only come to light during this moratorium. OK, let's let the audience be our judge. No, um, I, I, the judge at the pearly gates. So I'm going to sleep well tonight. Oh I, don't, I, don't, I don't need their. All I don't right. need their vindication. Thanks for writing in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike writes in. This is just a little aside here. Uh, enjoyable series always. Just one thing. I assumed the perk of being a Patreon member was that you wouldn't get any adverts. True. Mm -hmm. however in several episodes you highlight that an advert is about to play for us freeloaders and the advert never plays <laughs> <laughs> well that is <laughs> that i don't believe that i don't believe is our fault um i think that is more due to the uh <laughs> economic climate our kind hosting platform do a wonderful job for us, but they can't fill every slot. Of course, they we're giving them the option, you know. And, and if they, if they, they, you know, our, our hosting platform might be listening along to the episode and think, "My words, this is on fire. These mm. guys are doing some great things. Mm. I'm not going to interrupt it with a message from our friends here." So, uh, if you do hear adverts on the show, you are a privileged person. Thank you. <laughs> You are indeed, uh, and it would be remiss of us not at this point right now to give our hosting platform the chance to insert a message from the advertisers right now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What are the odds on something having just played? <clears throat> 
low. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was like a visit Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Would you? No. Why not? I'm... Oh, hang on a sec. Hang on. You've got a problem with ANPR number plate recognition. You ain't going to Saudi, are you? (laughs) I'm not going to Qatar, mate. Carry on. John. Hi, Chris and Richie. So great you are back with season five. I've missed the Travel Hacker podcast, and I'm glad to hear you're expanding the hacking internationally. Thanks to the Patriots, John. It's a shit show and a cock-up fest. (laughs) (laughs) The first three, in fairness, were. But we redeemed it, I feel. First up, hats off to Richie. Thank you. For doing what only he can do best. Which is? Furthing it up big style. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) It gets better. It was eight months from the release of the last podcast to the next hack. And you decided... (laughs) Oh, God. You decided to plan the route in a lay-by. That's me all over. (laughs) Halfway after picking up the hire car in Lille. Let me tell you something, right? This is why, in the grand scheme, I appreciate we've got our hearty bunch of patriots that like what we do, but in the grand scheme of things, I will never really amount to anything because I'm such a fucking lazy prick. I mean, I have to say, when we got in the car, I had a good time. Right, Rich, what now? And you had no idea what to do. I kind of had an idea of what direction we needed to go in, like, you know. I'm crying. I knew we needed to go east. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's hard I gave, I gave you a weekend of my time for that <laughs> <laughs> two full days in a box <laughs> with wheels <sighs> oh dear anyway that wasn't even the first question oh okay uh question one and this is all this is damning as well although i do think we have an answer did you eat and listen to the radio in the UK on day one? Nothing was on the podcast, and given the criteria and rules set by Richie, can you evidence the UK as a country visited? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I refer him to my answer already. In the, in the spirit of things, I'd like to think that being that we got on a train at St Pancras, and if you want to go further we definitely than that, ate. Uh, yeah, we definitely ate. I woke up, I had a shit at home. I definitely was in England. What's so you first had two thing. shits? Because you had one on the train as well. You should know after spending two days in a box with me that when I am uh, nervous or anxious or on it, and I was for that 48 hours making sure we nailed this, my guts come to play. Did you shit in the car? No. Okay. Everything in the car was just in gaseous form. And on this subject, when you stopped for the first time and ate the croc, monsieur, and whatever Chris had to eat, I can't remember what it was, you thought you were in France, you listened to two radio stations, France Bleu and Radio Classique, both French radio stations. 
If you're in France, this would have counted as having visited the country by the rules you'd set out. <laughs> But as you then realised you're in Belgium, France was correctly discounted as visiting a technicality. Yes. But you should also discount Belgium <laughs> as you did not listen to a Belgian <laughs> So did not meet the criteria having been in that country. Oh, no. <laughs> Which does cut the amount of countries we went. So we can't... We, day one... We can't say we definitely set a foot in the UK. <laughs> no. By the rules. No. We can't even say we went to France. We By the rules. We can't even say we went to Belgium. No. So what countries can we, we say? Well, we, 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 we nearly got arrested for shoplifting in the Netherlands. And then, But we definitely ate. And then did a street party where we definitely ate in the street and listened to music in Germany. So day one, we can definitely say, by our rules, we visited two countries. <laughs> Oh my god! I can't believe how many people want to get in touch just to split hairs. What's next? Because um, to be quite frank, this is becoming inconvenient the way this has gone. I didn't, oh really? I didn't appreciate this was going to be the 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 tale of the tale of woe. Right. Um, sorry, did I say who'd sent that message? I don't care because I don't like him. I think nah, he was well, called John. It was John. John in Sutton. He uh, can stay there. Thank you, John. Janice writes in. Nice name. Uh, Richie, given your mixed views of the Twingo, will you be ever driving one again? No. I mean, that does stand, if I remember correctly, in quite stark contrast to what you said in episode one. At least once you said it was a good car. And in episode four, you said... You, you would do quite well in a Formula One race in the 80s, in it. <laughs> okay, two things. Episode one, we'd just met the Twingo. We were going to spend a lot of time in it. I didn't want it to hear me slagging it off. Right. Episode four, back in the 1980s, that Twingo would have performed well in a Grand Prix because of how I described to you. You that, don't need um, to keep repeating this horse. Okay, shit. all right. <laughs> okay. okay. I tell you what, I tell you what. What's the year? Twenty twenty-three, right? Yeah. Max no. Verstappen, isn't it? No. Yes, it is. It's twenty twenty-three. Fucking hell, Rich! It's not twenty twenty-three. <laughs> Sorry, I've, <laughs> I've been doing tax return stuff today, and it is the financial year twenty-two twenty-three. I'm confused. It is twenty twenty-two. All right. Are we agreed on that? Yep. Good. Max Verstappen is soon to become the Formula One world champion for 2022. Yeah. Let's all meet up in 20 years' time, or at the very least, you and me, and let's see what the cars of 2042 are like compared to Max Verstappen's Formula One world championship winning car. And then you can apologise. Yeah, absolutely, because they'll... 100% be no internet then as we live in a desert hellscape but sure we should definitely get together for that conversation I would love to do I would love to do a splinter episode where you and I discuss what we think 2042 will be like I'm up for it great let's do I'm it up, I'm up for it I, I've I, got I, a feeling your yours is gonna be ever so negative hang on a second just because i just said that we'll live in a desert hellscape Correct. with no internet yes. doesn't mean it will be negative <laughs> <laughs> next um 
this one I, i'm trying i'm trying to sum it down uh essentially thank you dave in in swansea what, what dave is getting at to here is richie given how much you didn't seem to like that party in frankfurt i hated it can you please give me an indication of what constitutes a good party and <laughs> can you invite us I don't, um, I don't think you need to do the last don't, don't worry about the last bit just tell me tell me what a good party is rich seating um a select number of people oh my god and music at a volume that is jaunty i don't know what that is <laughs> i hated the amount of people that were there i hated the people that were there oh my I, god I hated the music, um, and there was a lot of walking. The, the walking was a problem, of course, because it took us ages to get there. But once we were there, there wasn't much walking. All right, okay, let's forget about the walk. I think a good party just needs comfortable seating. So, you, so what, you just sit down together, you and a swap, like you and four people sit down together. I guess what I'd like is a dinner. I've got to the stage in my life, Chris, where I want a dinner party. Right, well, we ate chips. We, we did, but we weren't sat down. I think I was lent against the telegraph pole. Yeah, for a period of time. With wet feet, because I'd spilt beer over myself. They weren't as wet as the poor girl whose beer you, <laughs> whose your beer got all over her prof fucking clothes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that was an awful evening. Actually, no, it wasn't. What? Until we ended up in the pub watching the Champions League final. I, that enjoyed, was fun. The, I enjoyed the street party more. No, 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 no. Scar Pub band. Was good. Don't you remember the Scar Band? I do remember the Scar Band. They were great. Nah, that was that was not not my favourite hour. That the people were good people. That no, they were they were too exuberant. Oh my god! It was Saturday night, Rich. Yeah, not my scene. Right. So you don't like going to Europe? The men look different. The food's terrible. The cars are rubbish. <laughs> No, no, and no, no, success no. for you was getting back home. Um, no, this is all being twisted. This is all being twisted. The car that we drove was toilet. Um, <laughs> there were too many people on that particular strasse in Frankfurt that night. Some of the food in Europe is awful. Some of the food is absolutely top dollar. Uh, the stuff we ate in Netherlands, great. The chips that we ate in Luxembourg. Hottest chips I've ever had, ever. And it was fantastic. Right. Okay, there's Richie's review of Europe. <laughs> that's that's it for the Travel Hacker European Adventure, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, okay, if you want to sum it up. Dutch food, great. Luxembourg chips, fantastic. Uh, don't drive a Twingo. <laughs> oh, Belgium robes are bollocks. Yep, I'll, agree. Look, I'll give you that 100%. So other than the possible break-off episode... Um, what would the world be like in 20 years' time? Hmm. Uh, that's it now. We've finished this season. Patreons yes. continue to patronise us. I would like the patrons to still continue to patronise us because I've got a lot more hacking in me, Chris. This is this is what I'm getting to, Rich. If you'll come hack with me. Mate, I, I'm so ready to hack. When can we hack? Well, it depends what we want to do. Like... We'll have yeah, a, I think we're going to have a similar budget to what we've just done. Done? Okay. Um, I can probably um, rustle up a weekend. Okay. 
I don't think we need to decide on it right now. But then equally, I would open the platform, travelacapodcast.gmail.com, tweet us at Richie Firth or at Producer Chris. Um, get in touch. If there's a particular hack that you think we've got in us, somewhere you'd like to hear us go, the budget's still there. While the patrons keep patronising us, uh, we're good to go. Consider that the baton laid in the sand, if that is a phrase. <laughs> no. <laughs> Travel Hacker Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at Richie Firth or at Producer Chris. If you've got an idea of an environment you'd like to see hacked by us, now you've heard the scope of what we're capable of at the end of that international series. We want to do more of that. Narrative arc. <laughs> if you've got a narrative arc that you can pull out of your arsehole then travelacapodcast at gmail.com we are ready to hack itching congratulations Rich well done on hacking Europe congratulations Chris on surviving Europe from the passenger seat with me you don't have to keep apologising but it's appreciated <laughs>